This is Tim Page, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 81 with me. And, uh, you know, he's got me all flummoxed because he's, we were having a great time before we started recording, and I just want to get back to that. So I'm going to quickly introduce my friend Tim Page, who is the senior conversion educator at Lead Pages. He spends his day helping marketers increase their conversions and better utilize behavioral marketing. You can hear him as the host of the Lead Pages podcast, Conversion Cast, or on one of over 750 webinars he's hosted in the last three years. Even more important, he's a husband, a father. He eats, breathes, and sleeps Syracuse Orange Basketball. I always find college basketball lo- loyalties to be awesome, so congratulations. Mm-hmm. And he is here today uh, with a number of voices, probably <laughs> the master voiceover guy, Tim Page. Well, I have to somehow get them out of my head, you know, like I'm sitting here listening to them all day. So eventually somebody else has to hear them. So I don't feel like I'm going nuts now Tim, because uh, we've been playing. We had different different <laughs> options. I'm not sure where we'll end up going with you guys, but but there was a Mickey. There was uh, a I want to say a ghoul. It was almost ghoul-like. I don't know. It's kind of ghoul like uh, some cool just whatever ones. happens. It just went with it. But t- where did you were you always someone who had voices in you? Oh God, no. Um, well, I was, so I was a professional musician for about seven years. I toured all over, uh, in a pop punk band. So, you know, the, we had, yep. I played guitar and I sang, uh, we had like the skinny jeans and like the The too tight. Yeah. Too tight Henleys. And so Mm. it was a good time. I absolutely loved it. It was, it was some of the best times of my life. Um, but I always loved performing. I always loved being, the center or like in near the center of attention. Um, and so that just kind of, it translated really well to what I do at lead pages and to the voiceover career, because now it's like I get to be for a moment in time, a center of attention and at the same time have an impact on people's lives, uh, just as I once did while I was on stage and that kind of thing. So it's fun. Right. I mean, it's not the same because I don't, I'm not sure you're singing, the, the education. Uh, you should think I about should it. Try a musical should, episode. Yeah. Well, I might. Yeah. Maybe I'll I'll get on a webinar and just sing. The problem is, it's not like I sing like Broadway, which I've tried and failed miserably. Um, so I, maybe you know one thing I did think about doing is doing a, a whole webinar in a voice and like never never break never. So people, if you've never heard me, you don't know. Right. So like I could do a whole webinar like this. I want to tell you how you can build your email list. And then people are like, what the, what did I just witness? Or the whole thing is Mickey, but that's too. That's hard to hold on to. Well, and I think the, it's not believable, but if I, if I just kind of sounded like this, there are guys with deep voices that just kind of talk like this and uh, that that I can pull it off. But if I'm like, uh, you know, 
Hiya, pals! Welcome to the Lead Pages webinar! <laughs> like, you're not going to buy that. That's not... No, but it I'm... is kind of cool. No, you know what? I think... Okay, so when when Tim first called me, he he answered in a voice, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is how cool Tim is. He has a voice that answers his uh, Skype messages. I really need to do that. You should. That'd be really cool, because I actually believed you. I don't know. I mean, it could be like a, you know, a voicemail, but I don't know if there's there's not like a... Because we were talking about having it be like an on hold, not an on hold, but like, you know, we'll you've right reached Tim Page. Yeah. He'll be right with you, you know, and like then I get on and I, I don't know. I that, don't know. It's like a button. It's like you just need a button and be like, all right, just before I, an entrance, you created yeah. your own entrance. It allows me to like get in the zone, you know, like I hit the button. I'm like, all right, I don't have to talk yet. All right. They know I'm coming. Here we go. Here's my introduction. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And then so, I'm, I'm in my, my best form. And, you know, speaking of the douchey level, I, I think at that point <laughs> we hit the 11. You know, I, I think, think so. I think we safely hit the 11. But I also got to give you the cool factor also goes to about a nine for that. Mm. What if own? I did? What if I did something like, hold on, let me I'm improving here. What if it was like uh, you've reached Tim Page, the greatest marketer and voice actor of our time, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Page. And then I got on and I was like, aren't you so glad to be talking to me? No, see, you know what you're missing there is the clap. You need the clap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Built-in clap would you be need really the good. Built-in clap. But I think you would do it. But see, this, or, is, this is why it's Oh, wait, weird. one more thing. This, this is so important. Which one? What if I wrote a theme song and matched it up with uh, the Gaston song from Beauty and the Beast? Oh. No one markets like Tim Page does webinars like Tim Page. Like, what if it was like that? You know, Is, does that you know what, that beginning, that big, see the douchiness factor from 11 drops to about a 9.5 probably because of the Disney factor. Oh, I can do that. Because people can get away with Disney a little bit, you know? So whoever, I'm sorry to you, listener, for wasting this few minutes of your time with Please. these stupid things that I'm saying. These people love us. No, that's not <laughs> it at all. <laughs> they love us, Tim. People Good. come on the show for this very thing that we're doing. Fantastic. This is this is the kind of show. <laughs> I love. But I mean, this is what I'm talking about because you 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 went from rock star, and you're doing voiceovers. How do you even jump from that? Because of the guitar, is that uh, what brought it there? Well, let's be clear. It's the loosest interpretation of rock star you've ever heard. Um, I mean, no, you said I, it, not me. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what happened was, I don't think I ever said that. What happened was, uh, you know, after the whole, when the band thing was coming to a, a close, um, I had met my now wife who was then just my girlfriend and we were, you know, we were trying to figure out like what comes next. I was trying to figure out what comes next. We knew we wanted to get married. We knew we wanted to have kids and all that. And I was like, you know, there's gotta be this, what's the next step? Cause all I've ever wanted to do was play music ever since I was a little kid. That's all I wanted to do was like be in a band. And eventually you've got to figure out what's next. And I, I had kind of thought about it. I always knew I wanted to be like an entrepreneur cause I always admired. Um, I read a book to this day. I can't remember the guy's name. I think his name was Cameron something or other, but he had started all these businesses when he was super young, like 13. And I was always wanted to be like that young entrepreneur. And then the band was over and I was like 27 and I was like, well, that's kind of over with. Uh, <laughs> and so anyway, I had all these ideas and, um, and, and the one constant, how I had paid the bills while I was on the road was that I would come home from tour. You know, we'd be home for a month or two months or however long. And I'd get a sales job because that was the job that 
they would hire you no matter what, as long as you could sell, because you would make them money and it was always commission. So I could always make a lot of money in that period of time. And so after it was all said and done, I was like, well, I'll, I'll do some sales for a while and figure it out. And I, I did a bunch of sales and while I was doing, I got this, uh, this sales job, which translated into then me becoming an owner of that business. And what I was doing, I hated, I was selling vacuums door to door. And I had, then I had a team of people selling vacuums door to door, hated it. I was working 12 hour days, six to seven days a week, absolutely exhausted, started to lose part of myself. And I was like, this isn't going to fly. I have to figure out what's next. And one day I've told this story a few times, but I think it's really funny. I was sitting on the couch, uh, late at night, my wife's sitting there with me, we're watching TV and, uh, a show, I was watching a show, still can't remember what it is. I've Googled, tried to find it, can't remember it. Somebody said passive income. And I was like, what the hell is that? Because that sounds awesome because I have the most active income ever. So I Googled it. Pat Flynn's site came up, smart passive income. And I listened to the podcast, uh, and it was with, um, it was, it was talking about uh, Billy Murphy. It was Billy Murphy talking about his site, Blue Fire Poker. And I was like, this is awesome. All this dude did was he was like, I'm good at poker. I'm going to teach people how to do poker and charge <laughs> them for that. And I was like, I, this is awesome. So I started a podcast and I did a bunch of stuff and I wasn't good at it and I stunk really bad and I did all these things. But how it led to voiceover, I promise, is going somewhere. I had I'd learned all this stuff about marketing and stuff and sales combined with kind of marketing online led me to uh, my my first show, even though it stunk, I got a lot of listeners because I knew how to market and sell stuff. And uh, one thing I did was I created an intro for my podcast. And I remember every podcast at the time had like the, had, um, actually, I even know the guy, he's, he's kind of a friend, Mike Russell. He had this, they, had, they all had the same intro kind of thing. And it was always being like, you're now listening to the blah, blah, blah podcast, empowering entrepreneurs to make a billion dollars. And it was that like bombastic radio thing with all sorts of echo and cra So what I did was I was like, I'm going to do something stupid. So I made a horrible sounding trailer voice with like effects and explosions. And it was, it was meant to be really cheesy. And it was like, uh, you're listening to the awesome podcast in a world where entrepreneurs are out there sucking it up. One man will change everything. And it was like, it was bad. I don't have a deep voice, so it didn't sound good. But what's funny is a bunch of people reached out to me and said, Hey, will you do one for me? Okay. And after a while I did so many, I started charging for it. And then I, I ended up landing, um, entrepreneur on fire and doing their intro. John and I became close friends and that led to an explosion of voiceover work. And from there I started studying other areas, which led me to what I do now in voiceover. And, uh, it's been a really crazy, crazy transition. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you, your, yours was one of the few first voices that, um, was recommended to me. And I did hear you on EO fire and <laughs> it was like, this guy's everywhere. Yeah. And then I saw your web, your website, you know, uh, your voiceover website. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize you, you did a spot for the CW for tomorrow. Yeah, now. Uh, yep. Next bachelor. I mean, you guys could scroll and the link will be on the mm -hmm. show notes page, but it's amazing. So you're, you're still doing all this voiceover work, but now you're also educating. Did the lead pages thing just come naturally from your exposure to lead pages and everything else that's going on? Um, kind of. So I was using, there used to be a lead pages plugin called, uh, welcome gate. 
uh, and it was a free plugin. And I was using that to get leads because I was, I was not investing money in my business. I was just trying to grow it organically and all this stuff. And, um, and John from Entrepreneur on Fire and I started a podcast together. We had a show together. We were doing our thing. And at some point, um, John had the lead pages CEO, Clay Collins, on his show, on his podcast on Entrepreneur on Fire. And at the end, Clay said, look, I want to start a podcast, but I, you know, I'm trying to grow a business. I don't, I don't want to host it. I want, I want to hire somebody to host it. Who would you recommend? And John said, me. So I was connected to Clay. He and I hit it off. And the thing that I loved so much and still to this day is my favorite thing about lead pages is he said, you know, he goes, I know you are an entrepreneur and you want to do your own thing, but here's the deal. Working at lead pages, what it's going to allow you to do is you get the power of this company as we're growing. It was still small then, you know, we have 26 people then we're like 180 now, but it was like, you know, you get the the power of all these people and all this money and the success where you can take that and you can use that to do the same kind of stuff you, you were going to be doing anyway. But now you've got this whole team that can do the stuff you don't want to do. You can do what you love. And the most important part is you'll be able to really positively impact the lives of these people who have these businesses that they love. So I was like, uh, how can I say no to that? That's amazing. So I started doing the podcast. That was why I was hired on was to do the podcast conversion cast. It took us a little while. Day one, we were number five in all of iTunes. Uh, I mean, we were, we beat out Dave Ramsey. We beat out <laughs> entrepreneur fire. We beat out Harvard business review. I mean, everything we were, there were just a few shows that were ahead of us and that was awesome. But the funny thing was like a month later, Clay got sick and he had a webinar. He was doing all the webinars and he goes, Tim, uh, have you ever spoken in front of like groups of people? And I was like, yeah, a bunch of times. I, I used to recruit for my vacuum sales company. He goes, all right, try a webinar. Here's the script. Just read from the script. Goes, okay. And I did it. And the first day I sold more than Clay normally did. I outconverted him. Wow. And he, he goes, would you like to start doing this forever? And I was like, okay. And so I now have the unofficial Guinness world record for the most webinars done in uh, a 12 month period. Um, that's an impressive feat. <laughs> I mean, Guinness won't, they won't put their name on it because they said it, it won't meet their standards of like how they can vet nobody else having done that. But they basically were like, yeah, nobody has ever done more, but we can't officially put our name on it. So, <laughs> well, apparently lead pages though knows unofficially you have this record. And so you're doing voiceover still though, and you're using, yes the same equipment to do the podcast probably. Mm -hmm. Right. And it just yep. seems like from one thing to the other, uh, networking, all these things that people say you need to have when you like chase your dreams or that you should do networking, being nice to people, you know, and just kind of working hard. Are yeah. those things that, you know, you came about in your search? You didn't really, I don't want to say you didn't try for it, but yeah. it worked out that these things happened naturally. It seemed well, what it, what it was is that I had a, a skill set that a lot of people struggle with. Um, there are salespeople out there, but there's, there aren't a lot of people that, that know how to sell and also care a lot about the people that they're selling to. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there are a lot of people, but they're, they're, the ones that are out there are already, do, are already selling stuff and, and doing really well. So it's hard to find them. And I happen to be available at that moment. But I think what, what you were saying is really is something I talk about, uh, is, is not, it's not networking is the term, but it, it, for me, it was just about, I met cool people and I was like, Hey, 
I'd like to be your friend because you're cool. Like not because I want your audience or because I hope that it will lead to some business thing. Like John and I became friends because we related. He was trying to get his thing going. I was trying to get my thing going. Entrepreneur on Fire had like, you know, not many listeners when I met him. Um, it was just this little thing and we were like, oh yeah, we both have, you know, high energy and similar aspirations. So let's get to know each other. Um, and that led to a huge bump in my voiceover work. It led to me meeting Clay and getting to work at lead pages. Um, that relationship has led me to meet so many incredible people who are now my friends. And, um, you know, like just another example in the voiceover world, um, I have, uh, I, I am represented by uh, an agency that's in New York and LA and that agency there, I mean, they're like top five agency in the world. They represent folks like uh, Bob Bergen, who is Porky Pig. He's been Porky Pig for 25 years and a bunch of people whose names you would never know, but you've heard a million times who do all the big trailer, the movie trailers and all sorts of stuff. Um, and, and that came about as a result of a relationship I'd built with another person in the industry uh, who I'd become good friends with. And we started, you know, he started to help me get better at voiceover. And that led to me being introduced to them and signing with this agency who's very picky and uh, is something that many people aspire to. I'm very lucky to have gotten there very quickly. Um, but yes, relationships. I mean, for me, probably the number one thing that has led to what incredible, uh, lucky, kind of lucky success I've had. Well, and, and I'm glad to hear it, you know, that, that it's about, cause I think you're right. It's not about necessarily networking, which gives the connotation of, uh, using someone, whereas relationships right. is, is more personable yeah. between people. But now that you're kind of here, you you seem to be in a settled position. Is that fair to say, or do you have more things you want to do? Um, I, no, I, 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 guess you could call it settled in a way that like, I'm very happy with the, the place that I'm at, but I also aspire to some bigger things, but within what I'm already doing. It's not like I'm looking for the next business to start or something like that. Like mm -hmm. voiceover in the work I do with lead pages, that's what I want to do. Like I'm, I want to just continue driving that. But I also like in voiceover, I have aspirations to you know, land some bigger, some bigger things and be a part of some bigger things in lead pages. You know, we have big goals to take these other products that we have and take those to, you know, the top of where they are. Just as an example, you know, lead pages is the number one player in the space. There's no question. We have more customers than anybody else that's doing landing pages. We have a bigger team. We, you know, just much more successful um, and I don't mean that in like a Trump, like we're better, but just that's by the numbers. <laughs> You know, by the numbers, we are the number one player in this space. That's all I mean by that. Um, and, but we also own Drip, uh, which is an email marketing and automation platform. Not the number one player in this space. The best tool in this space, in my opinion, but not the number one player. We want to take them to the number one player. And that is a huge feat. You know, we're talking about MailChimp and AWeber and Infusionsoft and HubSpot and Marketo. So, that's an aspiration that I want to be a big part of and am in some ways a big part of like, those are, those are the things that I see. I still try to drive forward really hard, but in terms of like my roles, that's, that's right where I want to be. See, and, and I love that. I love that. It's more about evolution of where you're at currently than finding the next step, because that's another thing. I think when people think about, you know, dreams and what you want to do, we forget that you can, it's all right to stay where you are. 
and just kind of evolve with that. And it sounds like that's what you're kind of doing right now. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that I've heard a lot is that if you want to achieve your dreams, you have to do it your own way and become an entrepreneur. And I don't think that's the case. Uh, Just if I had never found voiceover uh, and I was and and my sole, you know, quote unquote, source of uh, of business or income or whatever you want to call it was lead pages, I would be very happy. I love what I do at lead pages and I am an employee. Um, I'm not an entrepreneur. I have an entrepreneurial role, but I am an employee and, um, you know, like I work nine to five. So I'm living my dream getting to work nine to five there. The voiceover thing, I'm also living my dream and that is my entrepreneurial business, which I own. But, uh, but I, you know, I just hear so many people saying like, you can't, you can't work for somebody else and achieve your dreams. And I think that that is just completely bogus. Yeah. And I'm really glad you said that because, you know, while a number of people are entrepreneurs who listen to the show, a good deal of people don't or have no interest in that. And, you know, with the, there's such a large number of business podcasts and things like that, you know, it's good to get reminded, be reminded that you don't have to, it's okay to work for someone else. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you are, you're working in a place that shares similar values, that has a a similar mission that you have, or at least you get to, you get to, you know, forward that mission in your, your role in the company, then there's no reason why you shouldn't. And, you know, I mean, I know there's the, there's the compensation thing, right? Where if you have your own business, you can make more potentially, but you also spend one. There's a lot of things either way. Um, I love being an entrepreneur and I love working for a company. I think both are awesome. Uh, and that's the best of both worlds for me, but just some people, I think they get caught up in the idea that they have to be an entrepreneur and you just don't, you can find crazy happiness and fulfillment working for somebody else. So I'm going to take you to a, what if scenario, because you kind of are doing your dream right now, but what if, what if you hadn't gone down the road of voiceover? I mean, you were doing the vacuum thing and then you were kind of became friends with John, but what would your approach have been if you, if it hadn't led to wonderful circumstances that led to again, more wonderful circumstances? Yeah. Well, I had, it's, I I couldn't, you know, I couldn't predict like an alternate future. I'm a big comic fan. I, I wouldn't know the alternate future, but you know, I, my wife and I had sat down one day and talked about this, uh, the day that we found out that we were, going to have a baby, our first one. Um, I I had finished a podcast interview. I was talking to Paula Pan from Afford Anything. You should check it out if you haven't. It's fantastic. Um, Not the podcast, but like her blog and stuff. But uh, anyway, I I took my headphones off. I turn around. She walks in the room and she's crying. Got tears down her face. And I'm just like, oh my God, what's wrong? And she hands me something and it's a pregnancy test and it's positive. And we hug, we jump up and down crying, so excited. Um, And at that moment, I went, okay, I can't do this anymore. I can't work 12 hours a day, seven days a week, six days a week. I can't do that and be a dad. There are some people that, that do it. And I have the utmost respect because that's what you need to do to take care of your family or whatever it is. Not bashing people. But for me, I said, I can't do it. And, um, and at that point we, I talked to my wife about it. I was making good money and, you know, having the vacuum sales business. And I was scared that she was going to say, well, you know, we're making, we're making good money and, you know, there's going to be a lot of things we're going to, and she was like, no, you're unhappy. Let's make a plan. Get out of it. Um, which is amazing. And so my point in bringing that up is that, you know, I, at that point had to say, okay, well, what's, what's plan B? What happens? 
you know, we set a date. It was, you know, before the baby was born that I was going to stop selling vacuums. I was like, what, what is it? So what would I be doing? Well, what I was doing is basically hustling a- any way that I could that was in alignment with what I, what I believed in. So, uh, I got an independent contractor role with three different companies. Uh, one was like producing and editing podcasts. One was doing customer support. Um, and yeah, you know, I've been trying to think of what the other one is and I can't remember, but that's what, that's kind of what I was doing. Just whatever I could to make ends meet. Now, what would I do? I would probably, you know, it's hard because I've gained so many skills and so much knowledge over the last few years. It's hard to say like what exactly I would, I would do, but I would probably find a way to, um, to monetize what I knew and, and most likely have some kind of an information business. I think that's what, uh, what would happen maybe around sales, uh, ethical selling, I would bet, but I know that wouldn't last me long. I, I would get burned out because I, I, I'm not passionate about sales as a, as a thing. I'm passionate about the thing that you're selling being something that's helpful to people. So I'd probably end up doing that and then finding something that I love to sell and be selling that. And I was going to say, as you were saying that, um, and how you weren't passionate necessarily about selling, but in my head at the same time, I was going, yeah, but you're passionate about helping people. Right. And I can imagine if you had come across lead pages a a different way, you probably still would have stayed there because it helps people. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I was saying, had I not, had I not come to lead pages in a mm-hmm. way that I could work for them? You know, I, now that I'm thinking about it, what I might've done, I might've gotten into real estate because, uh, as a, as a real estate agent, because I'm always watching HGTV. Uh, I want to do real estate investing for myself, but also there is nothing. There are a few things in this world that I enjoy more than experiencing people going through positive big life events Um, like anytime our friends buy a house, get married, have kids, we're like, we are so excited. Um, and to help facilitate that, you know, at least with the buying a house thing, I think I would, I think I would love doing that. I think that would be a heck of a, uh, career for me that I probably would stick with if it weren't for the stuff that I'm doing now. That's probably what I would do. Well, so having reached something, which seems like, uh, your dreams as somebody with experience, what is something you would recommend to someone chasing their dreams? What is an action you would tell them to do? This is something, it's a little bit on the side of what, what it is, but, um, but do everything you can to get out of debt. If you're in debt, the number one reason that I was able to make the decisions that I've made was because I didn't owe money. The money that we were spending was just our bills. It wasn't a big car payment and a bunch of credit cards and student, like, I had all those things and paid them all off as quickly as I could. I had three jobs to do that. Um, and that frees you up to make decisions about what you're going to do. And so if your dream is one that takes a while to take off, like many entrepreneurial things, if you don't have debt, that, that runway that you need in order to really do that thing is much shorter. You can get there much more quickly and you can feel confident. You don't have to go, I'm an entrepreneur and I want to help people that are like this do this. And then suddenly someone comes along that isn't in alignment with your views, but you have to take them on as a customer because you need to put food on the table. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking to chase your dreams. So getting out of debt, I think is a tactical thing that you can do. 
a a non-tactical thing that is something I am working on every single day and really struggling with, really struggling with, is getting out of your own mental way because there is so much rejection in the world. And there are, there is so much perceived rejection in the world. This is uh, in voiceover, this is a big thing. One of the things uh, in voiceover that's really difficult that causes many people to stop doing it is when you audition for a role, you only hear back if you booked it. And to put that into perspective, I do about 90 to 100 auditions a month. And whatever I book of them, 5% or something, the rest, I never am told if I booked it or not. You just have to assume. Just and sometimes. Silence. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a month to hear back, sometimes two months. I know somebody, it took six months to hear back. You just don't know. So you're putting them out there in the ether. You're getting zero feedback unless you book it. Um, and so my point in that is there's a lot of rejection. It's really hard. You have to be ready to say just because that client said no, just because my website's not converting, just because whatever, whatever, I didn't get that job, whatever it is. That doesn't mean you're inadequate or you suck or you should quit or whatever. It just means that that thing isn't happening at this point. So keep at it. If you really believe in this, get better, meet more people, do your thing and hope for the best. <laughs> That's some solid advice, Tim. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you're very busy. So I appreciate you cutting out some time to, to come on the show and share your story. Well, this was super fun. Thanks for thanks for having me. And I'm sorry for wasting five minutes of everybody's time. <laughs> what a, you're fine. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Tim. And guys, that was the awesome Tim Page, who is one of the nicest, most helpful people you will ever meet. And you should definitely check him out. And all of the links he talked about, uh, the show notes, they're over on the show notes page at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 81. That's episode 81. And take his advice to heart, guys. If you are in debt, work on getting debt-free as soon as you can and work on staying out of your own way and not self-sabotaging yourself, so to speak, in uh, your dream chase because you may do that one day and be fine and find out the next day you're doing it again. So it's an ongoing process, all right? So until next time, guys keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.